0: Welcome to the CFC Jack's Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, Spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast.
1: Well, welcome to Q&A. We're so glad that you're joining us. This is your opportunity to ask questions from the sermon. So the number is up on the screen, um, and we would encourage you to send those in this morning. A great opportunity for things that might be stirring in your heart and your mind to ask those questions. So we definitely encourage you to do that, or maybe someone else's question might spark a question. So still send it in. I've said question a lot there. <laughs> I mean, you get the point. You get the point. You know what we're talking about. Um, when, Until we
0: get some questions, maybe you want to just go ahead and confess your sin. <laughs> Yeah.
1: That's, I funny. That one. I, yeah. <laughs> That's a funny one. Well, actually, it was so when I'm not going to confess an I Um, well, but when you us. said not to you, yeah. Um, <laughs> confession that is personal, honest, specific, and without justification. And then I wrote, It's just that, like yes. an empty line. But what made me laugh is this um after Thursday night driving around oh. having conversation with the Lord, it wasn't that I was saying, It's just that, it's like but when they blank uh-huh. or, but whenever such and such happens, it was still a justification. Yeah. I just phrased it very differently. Butfica- it was a
0: buddification. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> we like to make up words here, so <laughs> buttification.
1: <laughs> we did. And it just struck me. I'm like, oh boy, how often have I done yeah. this? I've done it a lot. And not recognizing yeah. that I was adding a clause mm-hmm. to my... Fair so honest,
0: yeah, and uh, so honest question: Why do you think we do that? Any, to make any?
1: ourselves feel better about, or to kind of shift blame in a way, Okay. like yeah. you know, if they did that, hmm. then I did this. Yeah, that's it was my true. thought process. I was
0: Adam shifting blame to Eve. Eve shifting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a blame shifting. Feel less guilty. Uh, um, they
1: triggered me too.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe even maybe I don't feel guilty. Again, the the word I feel justified. Yeah. So, yeah, it's – again, stuff like that. I I don't have – to. people go, you you know, did you read that somewhere? I don't have to read a book to do that. I just got to look at my own life. (laughs) Uh, So, no, I don't read that somewhere. It's just – I know how easy it is to think. Uh, I know it was wrong, but – There was good reason, Lord, for why I did wrong, which mm-hmm. I know when you—we don't really—I don't know. Do we really believe it? I don't know if we really believe it. I don't know if I really believe it. Uh, maybe sometimes I really believe it. Sometimes it's just shift blame.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was interesting just to call that—just for me to call that out in my own yes. life. And The Lord's like, hello. Yes. <laughs> it's right here. So right. grateful for that. <laughs> um, so first question. So is there any sin for which God would not extend compassion and forgiveness? Uh-huh.
0: Great question. Um, there is in the New Testament, uh, Jesus uses a phrase, uh, the unpardonable, or what we might refer to as the unpardonable, or a, a sin which cannot be forgiven, a quenching or a resisting of the Holy Spirit. And so it wouldn't be adultery, it wouldn't be abortion it wouldn't be murder. Some of the things that we go, oh, that's so big, God would not forgive. If indeed... Uh The work of God of our salvation is God's work in our heart. Salvation belongs to the Lord. If it's by grace and it's a gift that is given to us, then the only sin that would not be forgiven is the sin of resisting, rejecting that work of the Spirit in my heart drawing him to myself, calling uh, me to himself, so that therefore I would not receive the free gift of God. And if I do not receive the free gift of God of forgiveness, then I cannot be forgiven. So that would be the only sin, the rejection of the work of the Holy Spirit, drawing us to himself, that... uh, could not be forgiven. But there is no... So what I want to make sure you hear clearly is there is no... What we would think of as big sin that's um, horrible, and I'm not minimizing when I say God uh, would not for, could not not forgive it. I'm not minimizing saying that God would forgive it. Sometimes we think, well, if we forgive, that's a minimizing sin. It's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, God is holy and righteous and... And therefore, any sin before God is big, but he's just. That's why if he's faithful and just, his justice is that the wrath for our sin was poured out on Jesus so that if we receive the free gift of what Christ has done on our behalf, then his justice is that we cannot any longer be held accountable and guilty for that sin because Christ has already paid for it. So the fact that God forgives it does not make it minimal. Any sin and all sin is big before the Lord. But he forgives all for everything who trust in Jesus.
1: Hmm. So additional question here. Um, We just talked about unforgivable sin, but this is more specific. Is suicide actually an unforgivable sin?
0: There can be no sin. That God would not forgive, and here's the I appreciate that question. Uh, it was actually in the process of doing a oh, this was a few years ago uh, I had two funerals for forty year old 40-ish year old men who had committed suicide mm. and I mean talking about the devastation of the families wow. that's the thing that that suicide is such a Uh, just a punch to the gut of every one the person leaves behind. And I knew that people were asking that question and family and friends at the funeral. And so as you think through that, here's what you have to ask yourself. Is salvation by grace or is it by works? If it's by works, then a work... That would get us in could then, there could be a work that would get us out. If it's by grace, not by works, there is no work that got us in. It was by grace, and therefore, there would be no work that would kick us out of the family because it's grace that gets us in, and it's grace that keeps us in. So, no, once you begin—here's what I want to say strongly—once you begin to go down the path of saying suicide is an unforgivable sin, then salvation is become by works.
1: And that's a, does that make makes sense. It, it does make sense. And it's such a key differentiator there, works versus grace. Right. That's everything. It, and it's works for when you're struggling with works versus grace. That's
0: Yeah. And so it became the platform for sharing the gospel at Absolutely. that funeral. That I simply said some of you are thinking, did the man's decision to take his life, does that mean he cannot go to heaven? Because suicide is an unforgivable, forgivable sin. Well Sins are only forgiven by grace, not mm. according to works. And so if we believe that, then suicide cannot remain on this list that we have in our heads that God cannot forgive.
1: Mm. Grace is powerful.
0: Yes, it it's is. Amazing. Uh-huh. Yes.
1: It's amazing. Um, next question here. I've sinned so greatly and continue to struggle with the same sin. I'm mm. struggling to be confident he will forgive me. What mm. if I never conquer this struggle?
0: Um Your forgiveness is not dependent upon your conquering. That's what I want you to hear. Your forgiveness is not dependent upon your conquering. We think of it that way Mm -hmm. because of the way we uh, just very limitedly forgive one another. We forgive people based on this idea, I forgive you, but embedded in that is you're not going to do it again to me. Hmm. Because if you do it again to me, I will not forgive you. And we transport that in our limitedness to God and your forgiveness is not based on your conquering. Your forgiveness is based on what God has done for you through Jesus on the cross. I know I sound like a broken record, but this is this is where I really appreciate these questions because it drives us to, do we believe salvation and forgiveness is by grace through faith? And if it is what has been done for us, not what we do, then our forgiveness is not dependent upon our overcoming or conquering our sin. So, here's how that has um, translated confession for me. My confession for years in my life used to be, uh, I did this and I know it was wrong. I'm sorry. I did this in my life. I know it was wrong. I thought this and I know it's wrong. I confess that. Confession began to then be, Lord, I confess I am not living as the person you have made me to be. It's not that I'm just trying to move from doing less wrong and more right. It's that I am seeking to live according to the new creation I have been made in Christ. And when I fail to live that new creation, it doesn't mean that I'm not a new creation. It means that I have not yet learned to live fully and completely in my new creation. So that is what I confess, specifically, that, Lord, uh, it's more than the action or the lack of action, the behavior that I'm confessing. It's the the missing the mark in my new identity in Christ. And... uh, for whatever reason, that makes it far more confession, far more relational than just behavioral. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am confessing that I have fallen short of this relationship I have now with the Heavenly Father versus I didn't meet the report card standard of behavior. And in that situation, um, I think we just miss we miss the grace of God when it's just a behavioral issue. So no, uh, I will never, nor will you ever behave fully correctly. You will never fully conquer. And if that's the only hope of forgiveness, then you have no hope of forgiveness. I hate to say that. But if my hope of forgiveness is dependent upon the fact that I conquer a particular sin in my life, and then, and then it'll be forgiven, I'll never be forgiven, because I'll never be good enough. That's the power of the gospel, recognizing I'll never be good enough. The one and only one who was good enough has taken the penalty that he didn't deserve, but I deserve, and he took it upon himself, the power of the gospel.
1: When you were talking about how your confession changed from a checklist to more relational, um, it made me realize when we are more relational in that confession, it really opens our eyes to or need to invite the Lord in in our struggle, Mm -hmm. where it's not just, okay, these are checked off my list. I'm leaving that over here. It's, I'm struggling with this. I'm not living up to what you've called me to do. Help me to do that. Give me your wisdom, Lord, To let me rest in you.
0: And even, I'm not living up to who you've made me to be. Yes. Even, that just... Maybe there's no difference, but for me, made me to be is even more powerful than called me to be. Because faithful mm-hmm. has called you, and he will do it. First that's five twenty four. So uh, there is just that enablement that of who I am that God has given me. You know, he gave Israel great things. Mm-hmm. To us, he's given us. He's given us Himself. <laughs> yes. How how could he withhold any good thing once he's given us himself? And so, um, you know, there was a moment in this service where uh, I was just pleading that that for some of us, we're lacking this vitality in our relationship with the Lord, and mm-hmm. it's because of the sin that is just backed up like a sewer, if you will, in our life. And, and we wonder, man, why is life. I don't feel like fresh and new with God. And, and and I appreciated, I said, you know, does anyone like want need vitality in your walk with the Lord? And, and a guy immediately like put up his hand and then he realized, oh that, that wasn't a hand facing moment. <laughs> so he pulled it down. But a good right. response. Yes, yeah. Great response. Now, and I no, I uh I appreciated yeah. because it was the overflow of of confession from a relational standpoint mm. not a report card standpoint mm-hmm. of I know I need to do better but it's it's I love the Lord he loves me I want to live in that relationship with the Lord that reveals not a not just a morality and I say that because as it not uh, not as if that's not great mm-hmm. but uh, the morality that flows from, I want to reflect the one who has made me like himself. So Mm -hmm. there's just that relational dynamic. And and I think if, if confession would become rooted in that desire for relationship versus this desire, um, well, number one, I, you know, I just, I don't want to go to hell and I don't want to be guilty. And, and so I got to get this off my plate (laughs) Oh, but because it's inhibiting my relationship i want to do that in a human way i want to do that mm-hmm. with my relationship with my wife where there's a sin i, I don't want to just you know get forgiven so i'm not in trouble anymore i want to restore the relationship so there's not this brokenness this coldness this chill that's
1: mm-hmm. walking
0: around in the house
1: the, the tension <laughs> yes
0: yeah i mean i'm sure that's not no, we never house. have tension in our house. Nope.
1: We're perfect. <laughs> happens this in thing. our house.
0: <laughs> and usually yeah. usually it's waiting on a confession. And that's why I shared, mm-hmm. uh, you know, f- one of the one of the growing me in Christ lessons early on in my marriage was, you know, two o'clock in the morning, there's been a fight and Jackie's in one room and I'm in another, and I am not going in there to confess because I didn't start it, <laughs> 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 you know, and so I'm justifying why I'm not gonna go confess and then... Uh, Being out on the couch and hearing the Lord say, you know, pretty sure the husband to be like Christ in the marriage and God went first and Christ loved us. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And the (laughs) first, now confusing and then learning. No, the uh, husbands, um, it's not who went first in terms of the mm-hmm. argument it's that as Christ went first in loving us we go first in our marriage relationship
1: in that quickness
0: yeah I would never seek... saw my i wouldn't have called called myself quick
1: no but <laughs> if to seek quickness in reconciliation whether with individuals or a relationship with the lord has an impact
0: yes well you know at some point you go how long do I want to live with this chill yeah and because uh, it's this whole idea, well, I'll just let it, you know, we'll just wait it out. And it just makes the next chill all the more chill and last longer. So stuff is getting stacked up in your life or stacked up in, in your marriage, stacked up in relationship with other folks. Just I, I know it's not easy. Humble yourself. And go first, and confess your sin. Don't confess stuff you didn't do. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, If you didn't sin, don't confess sin, but go pursue restored restored relationship.
1: Mm. Absolutely. Well, Mm -hmm. as we wrap up here, uh, don't want to miss an opportunity just to remind again about being in Scripture. Like I I loved the description in there of Scripture pouring Mm -hmm. in, in splashing around, splashing around, like yeah. Um, just really appreciated that description and as additional encouragement to build that relationship. And to like, like you said, know his voice. You mentioned that mm-hmm. from one of the songs this morning. That was one that stuck out to me as well this huh. morning. Um, I was here Thursday. It wasn't something that caught me, yeah, but it went this right morning, over my head on Thursday. Voice. I'm like, here's voice. Aha! Like yes. that was new. It's like I'd never heard that line in the song before as well this morning, and that huh. really stuck out to me.
0: Maybe well. it wasn't in there before. Maybe they maybe just maybe they it in. added
1: it back in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. Yeah, let me uh, say quickly one more thing regarding confession.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I always wanted my kids to know growing up that confession takes courage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's easy to hide our sin. It's hard to reveal and admit our sin. And so uh, I think. Um, because we're afraid if we confess our sin, shame is going to get heaped upon us. Mm -hmm. I wanted them to know, no, it's the lack of confession that keeps us trapped in our sin, and it's confession that actually sets us free from our sin. And that if they would confess their sin, I would never shame. Actually, I would rarely be more proud of them than in those moments when they confess their sin, because it takes courage, and, and I had to wrestle with because I wanted—I said those words lots to my kids. I'm never more proud of you than when you confess your sin. And I wanted to make sure I could say that because it feels a little weird. Am I exalting their sin? No, mm-hmm. um, it's not like I—they're not sinning. No offense, but we all sin. So it's not like oh, well they're not confessing because they don't sin. No, they're sinning. They're not confessing because they're scared. Because they don't have confidence that it's not confession's not going to bring shame. And I, w- I hope what you'll take away from this today is that confession does not bring shame from the Lord. Confession brings freedom from mm-hmm. the Lord. Uh, as long as you don't confess, you're going to stay trapped in your shame, and no one wants to live there.
1: Oh, good reminder. Yeah. Good reminder that does take courage. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Handy little timer there. (laughs) We hope you have a fantastic day and a wonderful week.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks Podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.